You're listening to Limitless Leaders Podcast. Accelerate your mindset, collaboration and performance by developing limitless self-leadership, leaders, teams and organizations. Now, over to your host, Renee Jerusso. Welcome to the Limitless Leaders Podcast. My name's Renee Jerusso and really looking forward to introducing you to today's guest. Before I do, I'd just like to thank everyone for their feedback and audio snippets they've been sending through of what they've been enjoying about the podcast. As always, our purpose for this podcast is to add and give value to you. So any feedback, please send through to podcast at reneejerusso.com. I'd love to introduce you to today's guest, Rowan Dredge. And Rowan is a friend of mine for over 14 years, a highly respected leadership expert and a colleague that I've had, had the pleasure to know, as I mentioned, for quite a while. Welcome, Ro. I think it's amazing that we're actually sitting down here and having this conversation after all the years that we've done work together, Renee. I'm excited. It's, it's taken us a while, but we're both here. So awesome. So I'd love just for our listeners to give them a bit of background on who you are, where you've come from, what you do. Yeah, look, I'm, uh, I, I, I go to market right now where I talk about I help technical experts become people leaders. So that's sort of the more granular approach. Uh, If you pull the camera back a little bit, we talk about scalable leadership development and um, essentially the the way we talk about it is we we say we we want to build leaders worth following and uh, and cultures worth reproducing. I love that. And so it's that highly intense and intensive people work. Mm. And I've been doing that uh, in various forms education, not-for-profit, community development, corporate for 25 years. Yeah. And so it's... And a lot of commonalities across all of those. And it's all people work. And Mm. I was talking with a friend of mine, Daz, and we were saying, uh, we were talking about how the people challenges are always there and you can either make them something that we mm. we work together on or we can make them bad and i choose to actually go well you know what people challenges are there because people are there that's right and we can do something about it together to make the future what it needs to be yeah yeah and and look challenges as we know some of the best things come from that yeah well you're right because in the face of a challenge we're almost forced to pivot mm. we're forced to think about what we're doing uh, that's different or what we're doing that's innovative or what yep. we're doing that's refining. I yes, think. I love that. And it's that whole piece around taking risk and being brave. You know, what are they saying now? Companies that don't innovate or be courageous aren't going to be here, you know, down the track. I agree. And I think that's on lots of different levels. I think it's on a, there's a macro level, like yep. what's what's the horizon look like? What's the, you know, the black swan, the blue ocean, the various, mm. the, the color and the, and, the, and the object that we need to add to it. But then there's also, how are we actually improving the life and the experience and the, the day-to-day and the week-to-week and the month-to-month of what mm. it's like to be a team together, to yeah. be leaders together, to be growing and innovating and shaping something that we actually want to be part of. And yep. that I love seeing clients understand that. And it sounds simple, and it is, but not many do understand that. Or even, you know, something I'd love to just share with you and get your feedback on in in some of our um, acceleration pathways of late with a few clients, you know, we've, we've had some amazing leaders sort of say, hey, Renee, what do you think of this and what do you think of that? And it's go back to your teams. You've got the richness of all these experiences, backgrounds, mindsets. And I think that to me 
is it's that inclusive culture that can that can really bring innovation forward. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, you talk about the gift mindset. You talk about mm. the, the the limitless approach, and even just starting from that point of view that says, okay, well, maybe maybe the maybe the gifts or maybe the answers are actually in the team that I currently totally. I'm currently in. Yes, and I I I think that what we're missing is we're missing the the, the capability, the skill set, the desire. For lots of different reasons. People are busy. Corporates are full. Life's demanding. There's a lot going on for different people. But I think we're missing that, op- that op- both the opportunity, the mindset, and also the skills mm. that actually get us to a point that says, hang on a minute, if I include my team in this, we actually can go further faster. Oh, we get more funny. done with more engagement, more contribution, mm. and a better celebration at the end. It's and I'm all for the celebration. Yeah, yeah. we love the celebrations. <laughs> Got to celebrate. But it's it's a heavy lifting model. Utilize those around you. And as you know, people hate being told. So the more inclusive a team is, the more they feel they've been involved in the decision, the more accountability and ownership that is going to be there. I hear you talk about the purpose of leadership, Rowan. What, what to you, what is the purpose of leadership? I think, you know, years and years ago, I listened to one of my most influential leadership mentors is a man called John Maxwell. Oh, yeah. And he just, I read his book, Developing the Leader Within You, mm, years, years ago. ago years ago. <laughs> probably more than 20 years ago. And I felt mm. like at the end of it, I felt like I could fly around the room. Yeah, yeah. But I had no context for why. <laughs> and ultimately, now I know it was mm. because his commitment to leadership resonated with what was going on inside me as a a 20-something. At that time. Yeah. And so I think, you know, he talks about when it talks about those, you know, when people ask you what the one thing of leadership is, the one thing is that there is no one thing. No, that's right. So I say that because my answer is in some ways contextual, but I think leaders have three big responsibilities. I think the one is they've got to realize potential. Yeah. Two, they've got to activate others. And three, they've actually got to shape a preferred future. So one, they've got to realize potential. Yeah. That's theirs and other people. Mm. Two, they've got to activate others. So just what we were talking about, engaging people, co-creating, collaborating. And then we've got to shape a preferred future. We've got to think about what could be, could be because we're together. And obviously we can unpack that, you know, more broadly, but I think as a leader leans into a situation and looks at something that's going on and uh, the various uh, situations that we're faced with, if we walked in and said, okay, how do we realize potential? How do we get the most about, mm. out of ourselves and each other? How do we engage, activate, include, collaborate and co-create with others yeah. so they feel like they're part of the, the solution and part of what they're creating? And then how do we make the world a better place? place. How do we make work a better place? How do we make your life a better mm. place? How do we send you home as a better human? As a better human. And I, you know what I love about that? There is an order to that. You know, if you've got to know people's potential to be able to leverage strengths, activate each other to shape the future together. So it's in that order. And it always goes back, bro, to the people. You always say it, and I've said it for years, people before process, before progress, not the other way around. Absolutely. Yeah. And it starts with, because for example, let, let's take that. If I'm more excited for somebody's uh, p- possibility than mm. they are, it isn't going to happen. No. In, in, in fact, I'm the one that's going to get frustrated. And yeah. so starting with that point that says, 
So you go, realize potential. Mm. All right, do you want it? Uh, what does it mean? How badly do you want it? What would happen yeah. if you didn't? All these things uh, that you're faced with, I think, become really important. And what I'd be encouraging leaders that are listening to our conversation to be doing is actually, you don't necessarily need to have a life that's less full, but I would be suggesting that you want to be having something, having a an experience in your leadership that's perhaps more purposeful. Yeah, yeah. And more, more intentional. intentional. Absolutely. Yeah. And so with that sense where you where there is a sense where you're slowing down, but mm. you're slowing down because you're actually wanting to get the most out of this person by really connecting with them, really engaging mm. with them, really understanding where they're at and how they're going and what they're doing. Yeah. And yeah. and then what their motivations are. Because what I've noticed in 25 years of shaping people, coaching, mentoring, training, mm. doing all the things that we do, what I've noticed is I actually want things for people sometimes more than they do. My job is to help people see that and mm. motivate them towards mm. it. But also I can't want it more than no. you or more than them. And I, I love that that thought because say 10, 15 years ago, both of us probably wouldn't be as aware of that as we are now. Not even close. And it's, it's true. You can't have more energy towards that outcome or who they need to be than them. And, and it can be frustrating. And I think that's where... You know, those listening out there and many of you that I work with, it's about reining it back and really investing in who's coachable and teachable, but at the same time, not disregarding those that could be. And I think, you know, only two weeks ago, I had I had a client that was like, nah, he's gone. He's, he's can't work with him anymore. You know, but at the end of the day, when, once we sat down, there was something underlining. And I think you have to have boundaries on how much time you, you know, you invest with others so that your high performers aren't getting missed. But at the same time, I think you've really got to go deep, don't you? And, and go, go from different angles until you find out, is there a need or isn't there? Do you let them go? What, yeah, what well, want? one of the things I'm hearing you say, and this would be a challenge in my leadership style as well, is that mm. because I'm high energy, mm. high connect, <laughs> high rapport, yeah. high let's get on with each other, you know, let's get along like and then let's yeah. go along, yeah. you know, those sorts of things are really important. Sometimes the quieter, uh, the quieter style I miss that, yeah. And I miss their, I miss the possibility, and I miss the the potential, and I miss their contribution mm. because you know the downside of it is that I kind of just bluster along, and mm. anybody that matches my energy or comes along for the ride or wants yeah. to be excited or disagrees or any of those yeah. anything that's energetically yeah. aligned, she, I, yeah. I sort of fit with. Yeah. But I think the dangerous thing is as a leader is that you say, you know, we talk about how you've got to want this more than I do, mm. but as a leader, we've actually got to be adaptable and agile and have our peripheral Relatable. vision. Relatable and adaptable. And yeah, totally. Even working and you're the same as me across a plethora of industries. So I go from working with a builder to a customer service manager, to a CEO, to an engineer, <laughs> totally different but it's around calibrating and being in tune with them. And like you said, Rowan, I'm high energy too. You can miss things. So it's almost just breathing, stepping back and calibrating to that person and that energy. And I think, I think that's a beautiful thing. And I'd love your insights on this on group coaching, something that the last three years 
we do a bit of one-on-one, but a lot of our um, programs now, we bolster on with really dynamic group coaching with amazing feedback. How do you you see matching energy and adapting and being relatable? How do you see that fitting in with that whole group coaching? Look, I'm a big believer in group Mm. group coaching for a few few reasons. One is... Uh, everybody is present for the same experience. Now, not everybody experiences it the same, Mm. but everybody's present for that experience, firstly. Uh, Secondly, we're actually engaging with each other on a particular topic. So I think it gives you the opportunity to embed some of the big ticket items even more effectively. Thirdly, and if you drop it right down to that granular level, Mm. you you get to be part of the what Brene Brown calls the rumble oh, yeah. of, of people disagreeing, agreeing, mm. understanding, aligning, trying to work with each other to make sense of, of what's going on. I think there's a lot to be uh, achieved by the group experience yeah. and by that sense of the actual process of it not just the outcome the process exactly yeah in fact the, the outcome in some ways looks after itself yeah if the environment's right and the engagement's mm. right and that sense of uh that sense of trust and confidence is there and if it's not how do we get there yeah and so again i think that is a really really solid way and yeah. we both love offering our clients after say perhaps a facilitation or a training experience the group mentoring oh. model to embed embed and make it stick and it's and it's so it, it, and it really has stopped i know in my business it has stopped you know the great fantastic workshops becoming events mm. and and that's important and group coaching you know to use a food analogy as i do i look at it a bit like making pasta so, you know, you think of pasta. Of course start. you would. Of course I would. Um, no, but you've got the flour, you've got the egg, you've got all the ingredients. That's the people and what they bring to the team. And the way, and then you get this beautiful shiny ball of dough, but you can make any type of pasta. So the outcome could be fettuccine, tortellini. It could be nothing. It could be sitting there waiting to rise. And I, I always look at group coaching like that. Mm. And I think it's, it's it's maybe a good way to look at it. And again, if you bring that back to well, why are you doing it? Yeah. Like why why would we have this group experience? What would we what are we wanting to achieve that's purposeful mm. about leadership development? Purposeful that's about cultures worth yeah. um, uh, reproducing. Yeah. All these things. What is it that we're wanting to see? And I think the the lot the better we can do that. And I think this is where leadership's changed. I mm. think what's happened is. Leadership in many ways is getting flatter yes. because yep. our access to what's out there and so what's great. out there is so great. Yeah. And so, again, being able to write down something that's interesting is, you know, most people that we hang out with can do that. But, yep. be, but being able to then shape it, Velcro it onto a group, mm. help them understand how it fits into their culture and their environment, all those things become part of the experience. And I yeah. think it's essential yep. and really, really important. And then I think too, obviously we run group coaching between our workshops, but those listeners out there, if you're in a team or you lead a team, don't feel afraid to reach out to us and, you know, there's frameworks. Just have an open conversation where everybody's involved and you don't – some of the best group coaching, Rowan, I've done hasn't had a set objective. We've let it flow. It's gone in. It's gone out. There's been debate. There's been, 
you know, um, people come out with things that you wouldn't expect. The so-called introverts in the group coming up with absolute gold, you know. So I think, you know, if you're leading a team out there, you know, and you've got your next meeting, instead of having this sort of really rigid agenda, go in, make it free-flowing, put a time on it, have some boundaries, set some rules up and create some magic. Speaking of magic, Rowan, um, I've seen a lot of your amazing work around the, the five voices. Um, are you happy just to give us a sort of a bridged version of, of what that's all about? Because I think it'd be valuable for our listeners. Look, I uh, yes, absolutely. And just to, to close off that group coaching, if you're leading a team, I'd actually go as far to say that I think you need to brush up on your group coaching oh, skills. Totally, yeah. You know, I'd be yeah. I'd be at the point where I say you. In fact, you need to consider yourself as a group coach. Yeah. And figure out that skill set. Yeah. So the the five voices is a. It starts with a leadership assessment tool, like everything. So at its core, it's a smartened down version of the MBTI, and I think everything that we do. Uh, from a leadership point of view, has a starting point. Mm. And my commitment to this, I'm now a, uh, a consultant with the organization Giant Worldwide. They have their um, base in the US and the UK, which is where the two founders live. And we all bring something to market. Yeah. So I yeah. bring the Five Voices Leadership Assessment to market. However, if you think of that as I call it the um, I call it the doorway to the wardrobe to Narnia. Oh, it's, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, one uh, of my favourite books. Well, because the five voices <laughs> is, is like standing at the door, going, "Okay, what voice do I have? What order, and what does it mean?" Mm. Whereas the next step in, you know, the very first opportunity we give our clients is they get thirty-seven models to to adjust the communication capability, uh, mm. decision making, and uh, pace and health of a team. Yeah. Yeah. And then it opens up into another area that we call the, the 100x leader, which is to be 100% healthy with the ability to multiply. So okay. the 100 is healthy and yeah. the X is to multiply. Right. Yeah. And then it opens up again to uh, this whole platform that we call a giant.tv. Uh, and uh, Giant TV is where is the Netflix of leadership. Yeah, it, it's, okay. it's this home that people can access over 700 videos around leadership consistent with your voice order. So that's the big picture. Wow, okay. At its core, there are five voices and it's sticky and scalable and human. And yeah. I absolutely love it. So from the quietest voice through to the, the um, loudest or most forceful voice, they are the following. The nurturer voice, which is 43% of our population. They're a present orientated voice and they care about people. Yeah. Yep. The, um, the creative voice is the next uh, voice in order. They are about 9% of the population mm -hmm. and they are the creative thinker. So the analytical or the creative feeler, the, uh, the artist. Yep. And um, they are the custodian of the, the future. So they're a future-orientated voice. Mm. They care about what's coming up. They care about um, quality. They care about uh, values. The voice that follows on from them is the guardian voice. Yep. And in, in their name is the word guard. They are about 30% of the population. And the guardians are the custodians of systems and processes and efficiency. I know they're the ones that that that, uh, that ask 
uh, all the innovators and all the yeah. ideators. How, how are you going to do? How, how are you going to do, do that? How much is me. that going to cost? Yeah, Have you yeah. thought about that? And 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 so, <laughs> but we need them because yeah. you know the guardians. We all complement each other. The, yeah. the guardians are, uh, you know, they sit there with our lawyers <laughs> and engineers and CFOs and and, mm. and nurses and and people that need yeah. to follow process to get things done yeah. right. The fourth voice in order is my first voice, which is the connector voice, yeah. and that's a future. Yep. orientated voice the guardian is a present orientated voice the connector is a future orientated voice committed to relational networks and and connectivity between people yeah. we're the ideators we're the yeah. natural if we believe in something we'll sell it without trying yeah. and we're not trying to be a salesperson no, we no, just no. believe in it no and the fifth voice the most forceful voice only seven percent of the population is the pioneer voice yeah and they are they are the the custodian of they're a future orientated voice and they're the custodian of results yeah outcomes precision strategy execution so they're the drivers in the team yeah yeah and the the commitment is around this idea is that we actually speak all five voices in order yeah we're unconsciously competent of our top one or two and we're unconsciously mm-hmm. incompetent of our bottom one yeah. or two we need to know the order the volume and the characteristics yeah. and yeah. how we can work Love in it. with those so we have we, we use all of them in that order, but we obviously have meta subconscious preferences around some. Um, what what's do you know what the creative is as a percentage? Creative as a percentage is nine percent. Nine, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so so for example, you're you're absolutely right, and you get them in order. Mm. So I'm what they call connector pioneer creative. Yeah. So for me, yeah. if you if you That's, play that yeah. if you play that out in terms of my leadership style, yeah, I'm. I'm into the connection, the people, Mm. the relationships, the networks, and the rapport. I really want to get something done, and I really have a sense of um, commitment to Mm. ideation and innovation and doing things well. But if you're a guardian or a nurturer, so all my three voices are all future-orientated. Yeah, I was just going to say, because I think I'm the same. You could be very similar. Yeah, they're what resonated. So you've got to be conscious, I would imagine, about you know not just being so out there in the future but what's going on today what could i use from my past maybe that i've missed so i don't reinvent the wheel because i'm so future focused exactly right and how do i not overlook yeah the commitment say for example the guardian voice has to quality mm. because when as soon as a guardian starts to question the creative voice we get really upset and yeah. we go what do you what do you mean you don't like my idea yeah, uh, yeah. what do you mean you don't like me yeah yeah and various other things that go with That's it brilliant oh, the yeah. nurturer voice for example would just go quiet yeah and and so take we, it all we, in but but not be as um not externalized and we, we say beware the silence of the nurturer Mm. They're 43% of the population. Yeah. 43% of the population. And so you're talking, you know, almost one in two. Yeah. And if they're quiet, it means they've got this intuitive sense that you're not on the right track. Yeah. And I've paid some pretty high prices in leadership by not listening to my nurture guardians Mm. um, because... You know, I, I rolled out the big idea yeah. and I got excited about it and everyone was quiet and I thought silence meant agreement. Yeah. But silence just no. meant they didn't feel confident to speak up. Isn't that interesting? I love, I absolutely love this. This actually fits in with the IWAM. I do a lot of work, as you know, on motivations and what drives you and I can see where they fit in there. I guess the key is 
you know, whether you're, you're a nurturer, creative, guardian, connected, pioneer, you're all of them, and getting some balance across is probably key. Is that the most powerful thing? Well, the key is, firstly, you've got to know your voice order. You've yeah. got to lead yourself in that context. You've got yeah. to understand the superpower, but you've also got to understand where you might trip people up. That's right. So yeah. you've got what we call a weapon system. There's a kryptonite yeah. that goes with it. And the more that we can, like what we were talking about earlier, the more that we can create leadership environments where people know mm. that I've got some strengths, but they also know that I've got some weaknesses yeah. and they don't weaponize my weakness. No. They actually acknowledge it. I acknowledge it and we work together to get the best outcome. Yeah. Now, for the leader who's in charge or the leader who's responsible, your job is to get all five voices equally heard. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the challenge. Yeah. The louder voices are the all singing, all dancing, listen yes, to me show. They're, they're, at, they're present. Like you can see that. You'll always yeah. hear a guardian. Yeah. You'll always hear a connector. Mm. You'll always hear a pioneer. You won't always hear the creative and the nurturer. Yeah. And if let's just imagine that that's true, 9% and 43%, mm. 52% of the population mm. doesn't have a voice because I'm not leading well enough. Yeah. So part of my responsibility, and I get it, it's an assessment. When we sell this to clients, when we talk about going into people's work, we say to people, this isn't the answer, no. it is an answer. That's right. And, and it's like Matt Church says, don't label people, you label jars. Mm. So this is something to bolster on to all the other things. But I, I, I love it because it's, it's easy to understand. That's the first thing I got out of that. Um, and I think, you know, at the end of the day, it takes it takes all types and it's about leveraging what lights you up, yeah. leveraging what, you know, your candy, your special sauce, I guess, but then also complimenting and appreciating those that are different around us. Yeah, we talk about this idea. It's not about, you're right, you know, we're not about labeling people. No, no. But this, we actually talk about the idea of liberation. This is mm. actually about getting the most out of yourself, the most out of the people around you. But then it goes on. And as I said, and this, just in the five voices experience, mm. there's five workshops, 37 models, uh, behavioral um, transformation models, and... These things shape the way teams function, build mm. culture, create confidence in leadership, yep. help us move together in ways that are really significant. Totally, and and, so and create future big fan and create future leaders in the process. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So how do if people will have all um, Rowan's details um, on the podcast? Um, what's the best website if, if our listeners are interested in having a look at this, even just for themselves as a one-off assessment? Look, you, you can find me at Rowan at rowandredge.com and my website is rowandredge.com where the home to this information and experience is at fourleadersglobal.com, F-O-R, leaders global.com cool. uh, but either way hello at rowandredge.com hello at fourleadersglobal.com will get you to um, where Tell we're headed and what yeah. we're doing it's really exciting yeah, um, it is. very sticky very scalable very dignifying no I love it I love it um, just two more questions right because I know time goes fast on these I just wanted to ask you you know, if you can talk to me about, I always say that we have what we call the gift mindset, which for our listeners out there is over, overcoming the hard stuff and the crises and the challenges and amplifying the successes and distilling down what the lessons are in those things, either or, and then how do we share them with the world? 
we've all we all come up against challenges we all come up against successes that a lot of the time get swept under the rug for whatever reason consciously or um unconsciously but i'd love to ask you what's what's a key challenge or you may have come up with you know just an overview and what would be one or two key lessons our listeners can take away yeah it's it's not a question i was hoping you'd ask me so dwight morrow said this he said i've had more <laughs> I mean, he, I've probably known this quote for 25 years and I've Hmm. loved it and hated it all at the same time. He said, I've had more (laughs) problems with myself than any other man I've met. (laughs) So what I really want to say is that, oh, there's something that happened and it's all their fault and that's a problem of somebody (laughs) else. But really, the biggest challenge in life and leadership that Mm -hmm. I've ever experienced is me. So the best... The best thing that's ever happened is any kind of ongoing growth experience, revelation, understanding, learning that is actually helping me figure out how I'm wired, Mm. what I'm contributing, what I'm doing that's useful, what I'm doing that's not useful, how I do all those things that's helpful and unhelpful. And so life is a constant sense of leaning in Mm. to new adventures to risk to opportunity to celebration to to understanding to regret to reflection it's all of those things and then just doing the absolute best to emerge you know i don't buy i i'm living my best life i'm I'm being the best version of me i actually don't believe that's enough it never ends though where does it end yeah and 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 (laughs) what i i actually i actually think you know jim rowan said you look after you for me Mm. and i'll look after me for you i i really believe that if if there's anything Mm. that's been given to me it's because it needs to be given through me and so i i so i know i've kind of done the connected voice thing by taking a challenge and turning it into an inspiring speech but no i'll let you off on that one because it was (laughs) bloody good (laughs) um before we finish up just my last question is you know, I'm a big, you know, always been into the whole limitless mindset, learning, unlearning. Evolving. And I really love that, by the way, because I, I just think the, the frame of that to people that are listening, just the idea mm. creates options and it creates does. opportunities. Yeah. And so your limitless mindset, gift mindset, that uniqueness is a contribution to the world. Oh, thanks, Ro. It means a lot. Um, yeah, I, I just, I really do believe limitless leaders should never rest on their laurels, should always be going, learning, a bit like what you just said, it's a, it's a never-ending journey, but in a good way. Um, being limitless takes a lot of energy, yeah, and I'd love to ask you, how do you keep energised? Because I know doing what you do and what I do, it takes a lot out of you. Yeah. What do you do? Well, the first conversation I have with all my clients is the same diet sleep and exercise Mm. and so uh, i think the longer you do this the more you realize you've got superpowers and you've also got kryptonites and so the better you know them the better you understand it so for me i have rhythms yeah but essentially if they're off track if diet sleep and exercise are off kilter if they're Mm. off track i'm in trouble yeah the the information the ideation the ip creation the learning new stuff is actually not hard when you've been doing it for 30 years. Mm. And I don't say that to no. brag. No, no, I get but, it. But it becomes it becomes a habit. It, oh, it becomes yeah. a discipline. I can't build it 
anything. I can't build anything. My daughter is more spatial than me, mm. but I can innovate and ideate and create yeah. and contemplate and, and design mm. with words and, and, and with concepts. So diet, sleep, and exercise is really important. Yeah. So I, I probably I exercise six times a week. I'm a 5 a.m. exercise, yeah. so I'm home yeah. by six. Yeah. I write every day. Yeah. I, I, um, I have a network. And that's an of, outlet mentally. It's a creative outlet. Yeah. It forces me to make my words concise and focused mm. and worthy of public publication, yeah. which is yeah. something we always get concerned about. I, Bennis, Warren Bennis and Bert Nannis, drive mm. my understanding around uh, the idea of, well, uh, the what makes separates a good leader from a great leader is the ability to learn new skills. Yeah. So I want to be learning new things. Yep. And I want to be applying them quickly. Mm. And so that's So not the, um, just knowing but doing. Correct. And so it starts with that. Now, my alarm goes off at 4.30, mm. 4.40 in the morning. So the days I don't deliver, I, I power nap yeah. as well. And yeah. uh, and I'm uh, not ashamed to say it. And I, I love it. And so, um, you know, that makes a big difference. And then, you know, I've, I've been married to, uh, at the point of this conversation, 23 years. We've got two kids. So you just want to be right and in good shape to be contributing there and on your game yeah. at home and you as want well to be the work. best you can you don't want to be the dry say the dregs of the end of the day when you get home you know the people we love the most you can be giving your leftovers to which to me isn't the right way to go about it easier said than done you know and, and i'll be really open i at the moment i'm not juggling those three things that well because i'm writing at all hours of the night and weekends but I think you're right, it is, it's the discipline. The other thing writing does for those of you out there that do content creation is it does, it helps me sleep better because I get it out of my head or else, you know, I'm sort of ruminating, like it's, it's going around and around. So I think when you're a creative, and I know we both are, it's getting it out somewhere so it's living somewhere so we can go on to the next thing or release it. Absolutely right. Yeah. So, some quick trivia, Rory. What is your favourite word? Look, I, I've thought about this and I really want to say, you know, world peace and all these various yeah. other things, <laughs> love and the various other things that go with it. But you know what? I reckon if I think about the word that's changed me the most in the last 15 years, it's replacing the word but with when. When, yeah. And so that kind of NLP. Presupposition. That yeah. NLP approach with the presupposition that says, so when this podcast goes viral, mm. when Limitless Leaders <laughs> goes worldwide, when mm. the gift mindset is your breakthrough um, contribution to the world, mm. just the idea of when creates a visceral response that I love and I love using it as a leader I love mm. using it as a friend I love using it as a husband yeah. I love using it as a father and Beautiful. I think it's very empowering it, it is it is so those of you out there next time you're saying but or can't or I might do this reframe it to when and it does it, it makes you sort and perceive the world to actually it's almost a manifestation but it does happen from experience What's your favourite noise, right? I have a, a noise that I make every time Gosh. I walk in the front door. And oh, I, I talked about this. And so, the, yeah, yeah. And you actually heard this because you, you would have heard me talk about it. Yeah. So when I walk in the front door, I actually go, boop, boop. And one time, I, uh, one time I said this and I was speaking in public and you were there. And I said, I come home and I walk through the door and I go, boop, boop. 
And, and my son was in the audience yeah. and he literally, pitch perfect, goes, Daddy. Oh, it was gorgeous. I, that's so <laughs> special. That's awesome. And what happens is when I go through the door, my kids run and hide and I find them. Mm. And we've actually adapted that now that. to boop. If we ever need to find each other, oh. we traveled in Europe a couple of years ago and instead of saying their names, mm. we just went boop. And so it's got a huge anchor it. to us. So that I love that word. That's gorgeous. Oh, that sound, sorry. So, Ray, thanks so much for being on the show today. I've I just, just so getting it. to sit here with this amazing person and, and your, your background, your insights, and also your big heart. And you're such a great friend. Absolute honor to have you on here. Those of you out there will have all the details if you want to contact Rowan and, and, you know, have a look at the five voices or any of the other amazing work that rowandridge.com is doing. I'm sure you've gleaned some great messages and insights from having Rowan on the show and really appreciated having him on the podcast in this episode. Super excited to let you know that my new book, Gift Mindset, is about to be published and hits bookstores at the end of February. If you're interested in having a look and understanding how to adopt and embrace the gift mindset and look at how our challenges and our successes fall into 12 key areas that we call the 12 gifts, then jump on giftmindset.com and pre-order your copy today. We're doing bulk orders for businesses. Simply contact us at admin at renegerusso.com and we look forward to sharing this book with you um, in what is going to be a fantastic 2021. As always, if you've got any ideas, topics, insights or guests you'd like to suggest that we interview, please contact us at podcast at renegerusso.com. Have a great day wherever you're listening from. You've been listening to Limitless Leaders Podcast, leading from the inside out to develop limitless self-leadership, leaders, teams, and organizations. To find out how you can accelerate your mindset, your communication, collaboration, and connection to become a limitless leader, sign up for our Limitless Leaders Podcast series at www.renegerusso.com forward slash podcast series. That's renegerusso.com forward slash podcast series. 